my new toolkit includes a wine opener. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that is an essential when you have a wine business is to always have a wine opener on you. I think that's essential when you have any business. If you're yes. a founder, have yes. a wine opener on you. <laughs> Welcome to SubBabe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we're chatting about how one female founder is surviving the pandemic. Hint, hint, it has a little to do with Rosé. Welcome to Sup Babe, Corey. Sup, babe. What's going on? Thank you so much for coming on. This is always my favorite when I get to chat with good friends of mine. It just feels like we're having a catch up. Well, it's my pleasure. A socially distant. Yes, yes. Up. It's so nice to see a familiar face, whether it's on a computer or you know in person. It's it's very nice. You know, there's something better about like seeing your face on Zoom though than just like when we talked on the phone last week. I feel just like a, that ever so slightly more connected to you now. I couldn't you know agree I mean? more. And when you told me Zoom, I said, "Oh goodness, now I've got to get ready and get prepared for the day and this is amazing." <laughs> so, it's so nice to see you. It's so nice to see you too and you look beautiful today oh, and I will just give a little bit of background if you don't mind on you and I how we got to know each other sure. how I got involved with out east okay and then I'm gonna let you fill in any of the holes that I missed and we'll get right into it perfect so guys Corey and I also sort of met through the gram right we like <laughs> technically at the end of the day we were Instagram friends first um, I'll explain that story because it's a good one. So Corey is the co-founder of Out East Rosé. Um, I love this rosé. I'm obsessed with this rosé. It's basically now the only rosé that I drink. Um, and I am actually an advisor to them. And we actually met on Instagram. So her co-founder, Patrick, shout out, Patrick, if you're listening, we love you. Sorry, you're not on with us, but this is kind of a girl's thing today. Um, exactly. But Patrick and her husband, Jeff, used to run the Instagram. And I think they found me through like, you know, events that I used to do for Whispering Angel. I was their music director for a couple of years. And I was just probably always posting about Rosé. I think maybe it was like a hashtag or something, right? I mean, you are DJ um, Nicole Rosé. So that I yeah. am. Gotta live it up. Yes. Um, and so they messaged me and they were like, hey, we want to get a glass of rosé with you and have a chat. And I was like, um, is it about a gig? Like, do you want to like have a chat with my manager? <laughs> so awkward. And they were like, no, we want to talk to you. And I was like, to me? Okay. Like, I'm not used to people like asking to sit down with me. And I didn't know why, but I just had a good feeling about it. And like, and it was, it involved rosé. So I said, yes, albeit slightly apprehensively. And then Jeff and I sat there and we went through bottle and bottle and bottle of rosé. And Corey was like, where is my husband? What is going on? What are they doing right now? And then after that, it was like, 
literally we were like family friends yeah straight family vibes from there on he got your timing couldn't have been better <laughs> I had just kind of wrapped up my contract with Whispering Angel so it was like an awesome time mm-hmm. to get involved with a really cool brand I love the product I probably already said that but I think the quality especially for the price it's just such a high value rosé um and I have had a lot of them in my day clearly So, Corey, I will let you, you know, fill in the holes on anything that I missed in your background, but I will just say quickly that when I met you through Jeff, I was so excited because you're just an amazing human that you're now one of my close friends. You have a passion for fashion and a background in fashion, too, so we connected right off the bat on that. And I think that, you know, we've sort of helped each other as we're navigating launching Mm -hmm. new business and stuff over the past couple of years and even spent New Year's together in Aspen. That was fun. Yes, that was fun. Gosh, that feels like forever ago. I know, but it was literally only a year and a half ago. But doesn't that feel like five years ago? It it does. It does. uh, That was such a fun New Year's Eve. Uh, Well, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I do remember Jeff getting home very late that night and said, oh, my gosh, I met the most amazing, fun, very intelligent girl being you, Nicole. And then we hit it off and we had a you and Patrick had a joint birthday with a friend and then I met you and got to know you even further. So we had an Audi's birthday on the east side of the city. (laughs) Yes. When, when uh, events were in person. So, um, (laughs) but yes, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here today and to dive into Audi's a bit further. So prior to me getting into the entrepreneurial world, I had a 13 year corporate career in luxury fashion. So yes, you and me hit it off uh, definitely from the fashion background as well. And I worked for Gucci, Chloe and Dior. Ooh, and I God, feel- I'm sorry, just goals right there. <laughs> uh, yes, it's definitely introduced me to a whole different world and very thankful for having that background. And with that, Uh, corporate background, it definitely uh, set me up for the success that I'm having today. It was my foundation. And when we were speaking earlier, coming from a corporate background, I came from a very structured place. We had set rules and guidelines to abide by. And then once you dump into an entrepreneurial world, anything goes. You fly off by the seat of your pants and It takes a lot of getting used to, doesn't it? I actually came from a corporate background too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like nobody knows this about me anymore. (laughs) I I was just going to say, whoa, this is new news to me. (laughs) I know. I like did not fit in in a corporate environment (laughs) because you like can't put baby in a box. But but I did for a couple of years work in PR and marketing at big companies like Weber Shanwick, Pal Tate, um, Interpublic Group. So Mm I, I do think that experience, though, really helps you structure your startup life because without exactly. having some type of a structure, like you would just like die under all the demands of like a growing startup, you know? I couldn't agree more. And so I brought in this organizational toolkit, per se, and with my uh, luxury fashion background, we're really making Out East a lifestyle wine brand. And like you said, I co-founded it with a dear friend of mine. We had been friends for 12 years. And one day we were just sitting by the pool uh, back in the summer of 2017 and a light bulb went off. We were drinking a lot of rosé, enjoying ourselves. And we said, you know what? We need to have our own rosé. And I think as you can relate, you get these crazy ideas living in New York because you have this energy, uh, Mm -hmm. you've got this excitement and you can do anything. So we said, okay, yeah, we're going to create our own rosé. 
So I said, I'm going to keep my day job for a little while longer. And what do you know, April, 2018, we had our first bottle ship over from uh, Provence in France. And now it's grown into a proper business, just over a little two, just over two years old. And we're sold throughout the nation and internationally. So we're very happy with the progress that we have and have so much more. I love that. You guys move fast and that really impresses me. It actually took me three years to launch the headphone company after Mm -hmm. thinking about it from like designing it to then finding the right factories to then I had, you know, I realized I had to raise money. So just like for me, I mean, but I was, you know, I was also DJing full time and whatnot during that, but it was like a longer process. So that is so impressive that that happens. Like, within a year, like my hat goes off to you guys. I think that's also part of the value of a co-founder and a team of of people working on the brand too. Exactly. We've had great advisors, you being one of them, and we've surrounded ourselves around an amazing community that's helped give us connections because Patrick comes from a, a finance world and I come from a fashion background. So we didn't necessarily have these, you know, a wine background, but we had a passion. We have four pillars at Out East. We have wine, travel, community, and philanthropy. And that's really what brought Out East together. And we're very proud of that today. I love that. And it does really set you apart, I think. And, in, in, you know, I'm a yes. marketing person, right? So like in my experience, every time I receive a communication from your brand, I see those values. So I think that's what you guys are doing is working. It's communicating that it's more than a wine, that it's a lifestyle, um, that it's very fashion focused, that it's very charity oriented, like all of the things that a millennial cares about being involved with in 2020. Well, thank you. And we're, we're doing our best on that every day. And so my life definitely changed tremendously. When I left Dior back in June of 2018, we really wanted to bring this all to life. So we go to the vineyards, we work with the the growers and the winemakers. Patrick and I have done harvest together. We've gotten up very early. Uh, we've launched a champagne in September of 2019. And we work with this amazing family in Epernay. And so we wanted to make sure that everything we're putting out there, that we understood the background as well. So it was very important for us to meet uh, everyone that's working on out east. So we Yeah, you guys are a, you guys are a true team of people, people. And I think that's something that we all just instantly connected on, because I think you like you can build a great product. But if you don't have a grasp on who the person, who the customer is, how the relationships with the people that are helping you build that product are going to work. That's where I think brands can fall short, if that makes sense. And that kind of leads me to one of my questions for you, Corey, what has been the biggest challenge for you as a female founder during the pandemic? What are you doing to solve it? I would imagine it'd be something around getting to the consumer directly. Maybe it's not. What do you think? So a lot of our businesses Mm -hmm. were in great restaurants, uh, specifically in New York City and the Hamptons. Uh, So we said, what on earth are we going to do? Because the restaurants, unfortunately, have really uh, hit some hard, yeah, have really hit some hard times. It was a great time for Patrick and I to really sit down and reflect and research on how we're going to build Audis for long-term success. Because prior to this, Patrick and I were on a plane. I was hosting event after event, as you know, and yep. we just were constant. But you were tired, oh, girl. You were tired, a little tired. is not even the word for it. <laughs> so, the, and it was hard for us to 
get both of us in the office to sit down and really research and you know plan a lot of uh, things out. So this fortunately has been a great growing moment for Out East. And so with that said, we said, well, what's the, what's the next thing with Wine and Spirits? And that, as you said, has been uh, the DTC channel. And for the listeners, DTC is direct to consumer. So anything that you buy on the internet that shows up at your front door. And this has been a extremely powerful channel uh, during the pandemic. Awesome. I'm so glad that you guys are doing well. I saw too that didn't Gary Vaynerchuk just like sell um, his own like DDC wine brand to Constellation, I want to say? Like this is a hot moment right now. We feel Out East is set up to be digitally native. We said, okay, let's find our DTC channel. And just recently, as of two weeks ago in July, Constellation, which is one of the largest producers of alcohol in the U.S., acquired... They sell Corona beers. Exactly. <laughs> that nobody drinks anymore. <laughs> uh, so Constellation acquired Empathy Wines. And Empathy Wines is a direct-to-consumer wine brand that was founded by Gary uh, Vaynerchuk. So this really struck a chord with us. And Empathy Wines was founded in 2019. So that's unbelievable. They saw the power that empathy wines have through this DTC channel. And you could not have picked a better example uh, during this time. We found a company and we are so excited to say that Out East can now be enjoyed in 40 states, including Washington, D.C. That's amazing. Congratulations. I know that's way bigger than before because I remember like last year I wanted to send a case out to California or somewhere as a wedding gift. And I wasn't, I did send a case for a different wedding gift in New York. This is like my new Mm -hmm. wedding gift. I just send cases of (laughs) rosé. I I love it. If I got a case of rosé, I I would be over the moon. It's a a very DJ rosé wedding gift, right? (laughs) You know, that, that actually is funny. We should start marketing that, that it should be on people's wedding registries. You should, because (laughs) let me tell you something, 2021 is going to be the year Mm -hmm. of weddings because like so many people are moving them. From 2020, I, I have been on a couple Zoom weddings, but most people are really postponing or they're at least postponing the parties. So that probably means I can wait to give my gift till I go to the party, right? Exactly. <laughs> and no one wants to lug around a, a case of wine. Uh, so yes, that is our biggest accomplishment in these uh, pandemic times right now and just recently launched with us a few weeks ago. So we have a direct to consumer channel on our website. And so that's where people can go to order. Yes, out-east.com. Okay, awesome. And I'll drop that in the show notes in case people are curious and they want to wet their palates with some of DJ Rosé's favorite rosé. Oh, well, thank you. Um, And so I had another question for you, Corey. We were kind of having a chat earlier about like things that you did to prepare for a longer lockdown than we thought would be necessary, right? So you know, obviously building out the direct-to-consumer channel of the business has been paramount. I, mm-hmm. That's a huge win. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then you mentioned something else, too, like where you and your co-founder just kind of sat down and went through the budget and you got really yes. particular about making cuts. Could you tell us a little bit more about the thought process behind that? I think that's so important. Oh, sure. And I think it's something that we can all learn from each other. So when March, when, gosh, I I believe it was March 15th. It was a Saturday. I can remember vividly of when we thought, okay, 
we're not really sure what's going to happen. Everything has closed down. It's been announced that we have a global pandemic. And a lot of us didn't know what that meant. And there's a lot of panic. So Patrick and I, we looked at our multiple spreadsheets and really went line by line on every single thing that what we would call the burn and see where we could take funds out or weren't necessary for the business at the moment. And if there was a line that we could cut $5, we did. And I think that that's really important for the success of the business because we ought, we do want to have uh, plenty of funds for 2021, which we have done a great job. Uh, we've done a great job to do that thus far. And it, it's important too for our, our advisors and investors to know that we are being very cautious with, what we're spending in 2020. Right, because 2020 is kind of a wash, right? That's the way I'm kind of looking at my businesses. Like if I can just survive, then I'm happy. Because right. if I can save the money, get to 2021, revamp the marketing, you know, put some dollars behind it and get going again, that's like my goal. <laughs> exactly. And that's what we all have to hope for. And as smaller emerging brands, you have to look at these line items and say, is it really necessary? And you cannot discount $1. You have to look at everything as a whole. And all those little nitpicky things add up. For sure. So in the long run. So that was our first step when all of this happened. That's super smart. I think, you know, people can even do that with their own personal budgets. Like that's something that yeah. I've had to do because obviously my income mm -hmm. has been severely restricted because of the pandemic, you know? So, right. I mean, that's a thing literally that I did. What subscriptions do I have that I don't need? Are there things that I'm really overspending on that I could get at a better price somewhere else? You know, am I just, is the fashion side of my budget going overboard and where am I going in all these outfits? <laughs> yes. It's just whatever it may be. I think that's useful advice that any person could do at any point. Just go through your budget and see where you can clean it up a little because, you know, things are going to be a little bit tighter probably through the end of the year. If you don't have continual people investing in the company, you have to make sure that... That you can fund the company with sales. You've got enough money yeah. to survive. 100%. And of course, there's going to be a dip, I would say, in the majority of people's sales right now, especially if you don't have a DTC channel. Uh, fortunately, with this just coming on a few weeks ago, we've already seen a, a big spike in the sales channel. But yes, just being conservative during these times is extremely important. Totally. And that actually kind of brings me to my last question for you, Corey. I wanted to just chat sure. briefly on like the difference between organic wines and sustainable wines. So like when I hear organic wine, like I grew up in a wine family, like my father had a cellar, like he was a founder of the St. Louis Food and Wine Society. So like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I oh, wow. like random things that people don't know about me. But wine is like in my DNA, right? Mm -hmm. So when I think of organic wine, I'm like, ew, kind of gross. And like, I hope that there is good organic wine. But what is the difference between sustainable wine and organic wine? Because I've seen a lot of wine blogs lately touting that sustainable wine is like, even better than organic wine. And I saw that your new vintage for 2019 that's being sold right now is 100% sustainably produced. So maybe you can mm -hmm. explain a little bit of that to, to the novices. <laughs> well, I think myself that... <laughs> included. Sorry, that's not everybody else. I literally don't know either. <laughs> no, again, I think that that is a great question. And it's something that we have continually researched to better understand because this is 
an evolving world where I think that health and wellness has, is playing a big part in what consumers are buying, uh, in where it, whether it's food or you even see sustainable fashion now or now in the alcohol business. So I was trying to understand the best definition and uh, for organic versus sustainability. And just to keep it very basic, organic wine is made from organically farmed grapes. So what does that mean? So these stand, so it generally means that it's organic excludes chemical fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, things like that. However, you have to think with organic, it's going to differ from country to country of what their farming standards are. So something mm -hmm. that is farmed in say Napa, California might not have the same farming practices as Provence. And so what I'm thrilled to say is, as you mentioned, Out East has received the highest level of certification in sustainability from the French Ministry of Agriculture this year. It's called a level three and it's called an HBE certification, which literally translates to higher env environmental value. And sustainability refers to a range of practices. It goes even further. It talks about uh, four different key areas, but within these ranges of practices, it's not only ecologically sound, it's also economically viable and, well, socially responsible because at Out East, we have this motto, the world is a better place, let's keep it that way. So we wanted to make sure that we're partnering with uh, growers and winemakers that have a similar ethos to us. So with Out East getting this level of certification, it goes into four key areas and it takes several years to get this type of certification. So our growers and winemakers have to uphold the four key areas, which are protecting biodiversity, plant protection, fertilization management, and water resource management. And this was something that we were thrilled to hear that we received this type of certification because again, they're having the same mindset of wanting to keep the world a beautiful place because you do need to make sure that you've got great farming uh, practices and you're maintaining the land that you're working on. And so what do you think about, or are there any organic wines that you like? Would you guys ever want to work to be an organic wine or that's like not a thing? Being a sustainable wine sounds like it's cool. Well, in a way better? there can be a sustainable organic wine. It goes back to mm -hmm. what country you are working within. So both of our wines, our champagne is from Epernay in the Champagne region and then our rosé from Provence. From what I've learned from our winemakers is there's very little fertilizer used. Uh, they have continually been maintaining this, say, organic farming practices. So I would like to think that they're using, you know, the finest ingredients. Right. And you guys aren't adding sugar oh, and gosh, things no. like that mm -mm. to the wine anyway. No. So, I mean, that would make a wine really not organic if there mm -hmm. were additives, but that's not something that we would ever But do, the sustainability right? certification goes beyond organic because it, it does, you do have to abide by certain farming practices. And this, the certification offers a guarantee that the pressure applied to the environment by the farming practices is kept to a minimum. So again, we are really protecting mother nature to the best of our ability. And so uh, we're very proud of that with, um, and very thankful for the cellar masters, the growers, the winemakers that are making this amazing rosé. 
I love that, Corey. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, and really quickly, I have one last question yes. for you. What is in your self-care toolkit? It can be oh, anything, my... something you do every day. Okay. So my self-care toolkit, I love Supergoop. Uh, it's a brand that I have <laughs> discovered and become uh, friendly with. And I, I didn't use sunscreen all the time because I was trying to use a foundation that may not, you know, I don't think 10 really counts. So my favorite is this CC cream. So again, I'm getting this minimal coverage for when I'm out of my sweat clothes in the pandemic <laughs> and got SPF as well. I need to try their sunscreen because I'm really picky about sunscreen, but now that I'm working out outside, I need to like be using it more. You're totally right. I'm not using it every single day. And that is probably not good for me. <laughs> yes. And then when I do go out, I think I have so many lip glosses. That's, <laughs> and I think you and me can relate to that. So uh, that's always in my, my toolkit. I think sunscreen is such a good one. Outside of the beauty world, what I have found, and it's actually gotten me into trouble quite a few times going through airport security, is my new toolkit includes a wine opener. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that is an essential when you have a wine business, is to always have a wine opener on you. But I think that's essential when you have any business, if you're yes. a founder have yes. a wine opener on you. Exactly. Wine can solve your problems, at least And make sure to pack it in your uh, suitcase versus your carry-on because there are many wine openers at LaGuardia and JFK, and I hope someone has put them to use. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Corey, thank you so much for coming on. Please remind everybody one more time where they can find you. Do you want to mention your personal Instagram in case people want to connect? Yes, our personal Instagram is at OutEastLife. And feel free to uh, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. And if you would like to learn more about our wine and purchase, we are out, O-U-T dash East, E-A-S-T dot com. Amazing. Guys, so if you loved what you heard today, you know the drill. Please hit subscribe, you know, give us five stars if you're feeling frisky. We would really appreciate it. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. And we hope we've brightened your day. But that's all for now. You can tune in Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7 a.m. to Sup Babe, your one stop shop for living your best life. XOXO. XO.